Welcome to a life-transforming experience with the Word of God from Bishop Napoleon Asian. Napoleon Asian is a son of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the head of the LCI mission in Cape Town, South Africa. With about 20 years experience in ministry, Bishop Napoleon Asian has been actively involved with the work of God in Ghana, UK, and now a missionary in South Africa. He stands with his father in the ministry, teaching and emphasizing his word with extraordinary grace and faith. Join us now as he delivers the word of God under the anointing. Oh, go ahead, put your hands together. Put your hands together. Hallelujah. Amen. How many know that the love of God will never fail? Hallelujah. Do you know that we are in the last Sunday of this month? Can you believe it? That October is also going away. I want you to lift your hands and begin to thank God. Begin to thank God. Say, Lord, we thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for where we stand. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for your favor. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercies. We love you, Lord. We give you glory. We give you honor. You are a good God. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. There is no one like you. You deserve all the glory. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, thank you. Oh, yes, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody lift your hands and begin to thank God for your family. Begin to say, Lord, thank you. I am Mama, Limo, 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 Santeba, Marosh, Koliba, Hande. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We bless you. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. Mo kapando roshiki briande. Eh, yamamama. Limomo. Libaba. Rimomo. Rimama. Rimomo. Rimama. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you. We bless you. Oh yes Lord, glory, halababa, kimorobo, kibaraba, kimorobo, ia mamando, rindi libebe, lima maribo, ianda ribo, rima maribo, riba baribosa, eh, moyande, ye moto, se se se, moto se. Oh yes Lord, in the name of Jesus, ayando rushiki bronde, lima mando bronde libebe. Ayando rondi li bebe li bebe li bebe li bebe Ayabari babaribo li babari ando rondi li bebe li bebe li bebe Iyando roshe kimoroka bando rondi li mahande In the mighty name of Jesus In the mighty name of Jesus Hallelujah Amen In Jeremiah chapter 29 verse number 11 There's a scripture there a very popular scripture that I'm sure by now you know it. The Bible says, For I know the thoughts that I have towards you, saith the Lord, thought of good and not evil, 
give you or to bring you an expected end. Hallelujah. But God says he knows the thoughts. Even some of us, our thoughts for our children are good. How much more God? I said, how much more God? You see, sometimes when you look at where you are and you are told that God loves you, you begin to doubt that is it really the case? Look at my circumstance. Look at the things that I'm going through and all that. But the scripture doesn't end there. Bible says, For I know the thought that I think towards you. Thought of good and not evil to bring you an expected end. It doesn't end there. When you go to verse number 12, look at the 12. Bible says, Then shall he call on me, and ye shall go and pray to me, and I will hearken unto you. So the thought that God has for you is not going to happen until you have called on him. The good thoughts. He said, I know the thought I think towards you. They are good thoughts. They are good plans. It's better than you can imagine for yourself. But these things are not going to happen because God has it in mind. You must want it. You must love it. You must need it. You must want what God wants for you. Sometimes God wants something for you, but you don't want it. And he will not force it on you. That is why even Jesus, when he came, he knew the plans of God for him, but he had to go and wait on God. He had, Jesus had an all night. The son of God had an all night. When he came to where it was difficult, he went and prayed. And said, not as I will, but as thou wilt. So with that prayer, the purposes and the will of God, the good intention of God for your life is not going to happen. And you may think that God doesn't love you. But the Bible says, I know the thoughts. Can we quote it together from verse number 11? For I know the thoughts that I towards you, saith the Lord, thought of peace and not evil. How many are happy about this? Thought of peace. May you have peace. And not evil. Anything that is evil in your life, it is not of God. Bible says his thoughts for you are thought of peace and not evil. To give you an expected end. May your end be great. May your end be awesome. May your end be better. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. But how do we come to a place that the mind of God, the purpose of God, the will of God, all the good things that God intends for us will come to pass? He says in verse number 12, said, Then you shall call on me. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, somebody you are about to call on him. Amen. Somebody I say you are about to call on him. Amen. Then you shall call upon me and ye shall go and pray to me. Those of you who never will go for retreats, waiting on God and praying to God. God is waiting for you. Tell somebody God has been waiting for you. Hallelujah. And I will hearken unto you. Amen. So Bible says he knows the thoughts. Thought of peace and not evil. To give you an expected end. But this thing doesn't happen till we have called on him. We have prayed. For a short time, I want you to lift your hands and say, Lord, I'm calling on you. Let your good purpose. Let a thought of peace. Let your will. Let, oh yes. 
Mahando Tasa. Lift your hand for the next two or so minutes. Mahata so Lift your hands and call on him. Then you shall call on me. Hey, and you shall go and pray to me, and I will hearken. He promises to listen. He promises to hear our prayers when we call on him, when we pray to him, when we come to him. Lord, we lift our hands and we lift our voices and we call on you according to your word. Ah, for your thought towards us are not evil. You said you know the thought you think towards us. My yole, my sante. Somebody lift your voice and call on God and say, Lord, you said your thought towards me are not evil. They are good thoughts. They are good thoughts and thoughts of peace. Hey, here am I. I'm going through different things. I'm going through bad situation. Hey, things are hard and things are difficult. Ah, but Lord, according to your word, I lift my hands and I call on you. I lift my voice and I call on you. Hey, you said uh, you have promised uh, to hear that you will hearken. You will hear us. Hey, Mahuta. In the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, Masote, I am the Muhuta, Sita, Limuhuta, in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So, in summary, you are prayer away from doing well. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, I am prayer away from having peace. Tell another person, I am prayer away from having all the good things in this life. How many understand? Because the thought is good. The thought towards you is good. It's thought of peace and not evil. But he said you need to call on him. I want you to say, Lord, give me what it takes to call on you. You know, when you know, and you know that you know that you have money at the bank, the reason why you don't have it is because you've not gone to your bank. But if you know you have money at the bank, just going to the ATM or going to the bank is going to get you some money. And this is our situation. He said, the thought is good. The thought is peace. And he's assured us that there's no evil in his thoughts towards you. So what is it that you are going through? What is it that you don't like? You are prayer away from having the thoughts, the good thoughts, the peaceful thoughts. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and say, Lord, grant me what it takes. Oh, Mahande, Leando, somebody lift your voice and pray like, may the grace to pray come over you. May the ability to call on him. Oh, to go for retreat. To wait on him. Ah, Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. If only we can pray. We pray for the grace to pray. We pray for the ability to pray. In the mighty name of Jesus. That we shall call on you. Hey, Abahando, Semota, Riando, Sute, Lima, Andy. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We bless you for this opportunity to call on you and to receive all you have for us. 
in Jesus' mighty name. And all the saints shall shout and say, Amen. amen. And amen. amen. Somebody put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. Please be seated in heavenly places. Before you take your offering, I want you to be guided by a very powerful scripture that will change your life. Amen. First Kings chapter 17. First Kings chapter 17. This is the story about Elijah. Hallelujah. First Kings chapter 17. I'm reading from verse number 10. Are you there? From verse number 10. The Bible says, So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me. I pray thee a morsel of bread in thy hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but an handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks, that I may go in and dress it for me and for my son, that we may eat it and die. Say mercy. Verse number 13. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not. Go and do as thou hast said. But make me thereof a little cake first. And bring it to me. And afterward make for thee and thy son. For thou sayest the Lord God of Israel. The barrel of meal shall not waste neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and he and her house did it many days. Hallelujah. And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail according to the word of the Lord which he spoke, or he spake by Elijah. Hallelujah. Are you there? So this is a story that uh, maybe we should take it from the NLT so modern day people can also understand. What do you think? So in verse number 10, Bible says, So he went to Zarephath. As he arrived at the gate of the village, he saw a widow gathering sticks, and he asked her, Would you please bring me a little water in a cup? As she was going to get it, he called her, Bring me a bit of bread too. 
But she said, I swear by the Lord your God that I, did, I don't have a single piece of bread in the house. And I have only a handful of flour left in the jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jug. I, I like the NLT. I was just gathering a few sticks to cook this last meal. Then my son and I will die. But Elijah said unto her, Don't be afraid. Go ahead and do just what you have said. But make a little bread for me first. Then use what's left to prepare a meal for yourself and for your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. There will always be a flour and olive oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord send rain and the crops grow again. So she did as Elijah said. And she and Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days. There was always enough flour and olive oil left in the containers, just as the Lord had promised through Elijah. Amen. Amen. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his holy word. Have you been there? You know, the, the amazing thing about this scripture is that two things I want you to uh, 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 watch. You can look at this scripture from the perspective of the man of God, the Elijah, who was sent. God says that, go. In, in fact, when you read from verse number 9, look at the verse 9. God, God says something to him. He said, go and live in the village of Zarephath near the city of Sidon. I have instructed a widow there to feed you. This is what God said. Now, listen to this. This is what many people don't understand about God. That, I mean, there are people around. If you want to feed a man of God, why not a businessman? Why not a prosperous person? Somebody who has lost their husband and has left a son that they don't have enough to eat. You see, sometimes that is your situation. You look, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense even when we talk about offering, when we talk about tithe, when we talk about seed, and when we talk about it, it's like, is, is God not watching when all these things were going on? Where was God when my husband died? Where was God when my account was depleted? Where was God? You begin to ask yourself, does God even know me? What I'm going, does he see? And he's not doing anything about it. I, it, always, it always baffles me. that Why would God command I have instructed a widow, not a businessman, not a rich man, not a rich woman, not a prosperous person. God says, I have commanded, I have instructed a widow, somebody who is in pain, Somebody who is grieving, and not just grieving, but she's also poor. She's also poor. And the woman is suicidal. 
read your Bible. The woman was so he said, I just want to eat and die. Apart from the grieving, she is poor and she is suicidal. She wants to die. But if that's your situation, I want to tell you, God has seen where you are. God cares for you. Don't throw in the towel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now to the man of God, God says, I'm going to provide for him. I have instructed. And the guy got to the city, the gate of the village. And God did not speak to the woman. He had to speak to the woman. That was difficult. Meanwhile, God said, I have instructed the woman. I have instructed the woman to feed you. Are you here? Meanwhile, when he got there, he left wherever he was. And got to Zarephath at the entry of the gate. He saw the woman. He waited for God to do what he has said. God was not speaking. He said, hey, now I have to. I must act. What are you waiting for? God has shown you who you need to get married. But you have to propose to the lady. She is not going to jump into your room. No, 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 no. Lobola must be paid. But God, you say you have given her to me. Yes. But you need to pay the Lobola. Lord, you said my wedding would be nice. Yes. But you need to make the arrangement for it. I get a bit worried that God said I have instructed. So she should do what God has instructed her to do. And even, you see, he could not master the courage to say what was on his mind. He said, can you bring me a little water? As for water, there's no problem with it. Do you understand? So we also learn here how to be tactful. If you are not tactful, the promises of God will never come to pass. How to be tactful. Yes, you have prayed. God has given you whatever. But don't go and say that. Uh, no, the way you are going to propose, you will be bounced. Even though it's the one God has given you. Be tactful. Tactfulness. Yeah. Are you there? So he said, oh, can I have a little water? Ask for water. It's easy. To strike conversation and to open the door. So I would do it. And as she was going, he said, Please, if you can add a little cake. A little cake. Then the woman said that. You know, so if he has started with the cake, the answer would have been big no. And what, you see, the things. Why, I was talking to somebody, why prophecies fail? Why prophecies fail? Did the man not prophesy? It failed because sometimes there is no preparation for the performance. So, the woman turned and said, that, indeed, you have said, it's not a problem, but I don't have, I don't have a cake of bread. All I have is a little, a little flour. And I like how he described the oil. And a, a, a little oil at the bottom of the. The oil may be half 
full or half empty or to the brim. But he said this one. It is little and even the little is at the bottom of the jar. And me and my son, I'm gathering these few sticks to cook. And after that, we will will die. Because there is nothing. Hallelujah. But the woman chose to sow what he had as a seed. Instead of eating it as a fruit. What he had was not enough. Sometimes when you have something that is not enough, choose. Choose rather to sow it. Choose rather to invest it. Choose rather to... Because even when you eat, you will not be full anyway. Anyway, you will not be full. It will not make a difference between eating and not eating. So you may as well give it. You may as well sow it. Hallelujah. Sometimes we look at our situation, we are not able to do what God wants us to do. I want you to move by the word of God. I want you to have faith in God. Hallelujah. And the man of God said, do according to what you have said. Tell somebody, fear not. To do according to what God has said. That is the little title. Fear not to do according to his word. Don't be afraid. He said, I have little. We just about to eat and after that we are ready to die. He said, fear not. Fear. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Make for me first. Tell somebody, put God first. He said, make for me first. It's very delicate. It's very disturbing. You are the man. We are a lady with a child. Who is supposed to eat first? At least we should save the child. Then the two of us will think about what will happen. <laughs> then we also say, ladies first. Uh, you should. But now you, the man, you are saying that, make for me first. Make for me. So that is sometimes you, you have bills, you have things that you need to do. And your uh, salary lands into your account, boom. And you, you, you are confused. You don't know. No. Take your tithe first. Hallelujah. Yeah. Give what belongs to God before you start anything. That is what we learn from this. Amen. Amen. From the lady's perspective, he, she was able to believe the word of God. She was able to have faith against, look, that thing is not enough. But she was able to say, I will do according to the word of God. Amen. Amen. So this morning, I want you to do according to the word of God. And Bible says, she went and did according to the word of God that came to her through Elijah. And the cruise of oil did not fail. Hallelujah. Amen. And the flower, he said, and they had enough to eat for many days. I prophesy over your life. Amen. As you obey God. I said, as you obey God. You will have enough to eat for many days. Amen. Whatever is scanty, whatever is not enough, whatever is few, I see the Lord blessing it. Amen. It looks as though God has a way of blessing what is not enough. The little boy's bread, loaf, and fish, that was not enough. He was able to touch it, and there was more than enough. Hallelujah. This morning, as you sow your seed, you give your offering and you tithe. I want you to tithe, knowing that what you have may not be enough. 
You have plans that you don't have enough for. But I pray that God will touch that little seed, that little money, that little tithe, that little offering, whatever it is. Begin to take it, take your offering, take your tithe, and let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Mohaeka, Liando, Limo, Suta, Bande, in obedience with your word, Lord. In obedience to your word. In obedience to your word. Let there be a performance. Oh, from our little, from our least. Hey, from that which is not enough. Lord, I pray for everyone. Ah, if you've paid your tithes or you are paying, stand to your feet. You have already paid or you are paying, stand to your feet. I'm praying. Lift your two hands with your seed. Lift it, lift it. You're also giving an offering. Oh, take your... Take your phone, your money, whatever you are using, lift it and we are praying in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we invoke the power in your word. Your word that does not fail. Hey, you are not a man to lie, neither a son of man to repent. Lord, let there be a performance. Let the mercies of God go ahead of us. Ah, Kabbalah Baba, show yourself strong, Lord. Hey, let your word be fulfilled. Let everyone who has paid the tithe, let everyone who is paying the tithe, all receive from your hand, Lord. Ah, Mahande, Riande, Limo, Suta, Bande. Let that which, oh God, is not enough be more than enough. Let the little become much. Let the least be multiplied. In the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, we receive ah, abundance. We receive the multiplication hey, of that which we have sown. In the mighty name of Jesus, remember your word. Remember your word, oh God, and fulfill it. In the mighty name of Jesus, ah, Mahuta, Roli, Mata, Siba, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you and we bless you that your word will not fall to the ground. But Lord, let it be fulfilled in the lives of all of us as we have paid our tithes, as we have given offering, and we are giving. Lord, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you will bless us, that you will multiply the seed soon, and you will give us more than we have imagined. Lord, we thank you that the devourer is the rebuked for our sakes. And Lord, we pray that you open the windows of heaven and bless us that there shall not be room enough to contain it. We pray that, Lord, according to your word, you cause men to give back unto our bosom, press down, shaking together and running over. We receive it in Jesus' mighty name. And all shall shout and say, Amen. Amen. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead and give it ashes. Go around. That is our church account number. You can also send it straight into it. God bless you. God bless you. As we do, let's welcome the dancing stars. I want, I want, I want to be a pastor. Amen. Wow, what a blessing. Amen. How many have been blessed so far? How many's life have been touched? If you are feeling depressed, I hope. The Lord has put a joy in your heart. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, I just want to encourage you that you are in a good church. Amen. I remember I joined a church. Um, we were in Kailicha. Amen. A single brother, unmarried, without a job. And then one day, 
my pastor. Then Pastor Napoleon, he came to me and said that I'm traveling. But when I come back, you will have a job. By the grace of God, when he came back, I was employed. Amen. Hallelujah. And I had to choose from three jobs just to get one. And I want to encourage you that the man that is coming to preach, amen, is coming with a word to change your life, with a word to uplift you. Somebody will teach us joy. Rise to your feet with a clap offering. Let's welcome Bishop Napoleon Hallelujah. Wow. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. We bless you. What a joy. What an honor. What a blessing for us to be where you are. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your leading. Thank you for your spirit, Lord. Oh, Lord, have your way. Everybody lift your hands. Lord, have your way. And let your will be done this morning. Oh, Mahata, Mahuta, Riande, Limo, Suta. Oh, yes, we lift our hands to you. We acknowledge your presence. We ask for your lady. We say, have your way in our lives. May we not be the same because we came. Holy Spirit of God, do what you have purpose. And Lord, let our lives not be the same. Oh yes, we submit ourselves to you, Lord. Touch our hearts. Heal our bodies. Change our situation. Do something new in our lives. Oh Lord, only you can help us. Only you can help us. Help us, Lord, we pray. Lead us, Lord, we pray. Heal us, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Let the hopeless be hopeful. Let the sick be healed. Let that which has been said by man is incurable. Let it be killed by your power. Father, we thank you. We bless you for your holy presence. Let your will be done in Jesus' mighty name. And all the saints shall shout and say, Amen. Amen. And amen. amen. Hallelujah. Somebody put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. Please be seated in heavenly places. Hallelujah. Some people are asking, where is uh, Eugenia? Well, if you are here, one day you will be preaching. So, Eugenia is preaching in Kailicha. In our church there. So, be ready. Go somewhere. I said, go somewhere. Yeah, you need to. You know, one of the things that makes hospital a very difficult place to be is that apart from the disease that you are going there, to find help. You can also pick one from there. So don't be so happy going to hospital. Yeah. Sometimes you go with one and you pick two. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying this to say that there is something that kills patients. Sometimes you are the word, vessels, when you are immobile and you are at one place. Sometimes you develop bare sores. You develop sores from being in one place. Apart from the bare sores that can be infested with other things. You, bacteria. Yeah. Apart from that also, inactivity also causes obesity. 
you become obese. Do you understand? Yeah, it means you have more energy than you need or you use. So every, that's why when you see people whose work doesn't cause them to move around, they say, see that they, they begin to put on. Are you getting it? They are loaded on different aspects because they are always eating. And when you eat and you get energy and you don't uh, use it, it's building up. And it's very dangerous. We call somebody body mass index. BMI. Yeah. How do we, how do we calculate it? It's your height divided by the square of your uh, weight, eh? Is it? A, yeah, and if it's more than 20, what? 25. It's not the best. So your height divided by the square of your, your weight. Check it. It, is, it will give you, especially when you are powerful, short, and you eat a lot. You see that you'll be growing like that. Yeah. Now, some people grow this way. They grow in high. Some also grow, yeah, in width, in width. Yeah. So, what I'm trying to say, don't misunderstand. Before you notice, you even don't get, I'm saying this with regards to our sister Eugenia. You cannot be here, you will be preached to every day and you don't preach, you don't teach, you don't do anything. Before you notice, you started criticizing. Oh, the last year message was nicer than this. You need, you need to be teaching. You've been preached to. I mean, how long have, are you going to? Even if it were university, medical school, by now you would have finished. You've been in church for eight years. You're a medical doctor. I say you're a medical doctor in the church. Eight years. Even if you wanted to specialize, by now, you are about to specialize. So it is, it, listen to me, it is very wrong for you to be fed over and over and nobody depends on you. You don't exercise your faith. Do you understand? You need to exercise your faith. Pray for people to be healed. If not, all the things you have heard is going waste. Before you notice, you become a critic. Yeah, and not even just in the church, you begin to criticize other people who are doing. We will compare your church. Oh, our church is nicer than this church. My uh, pastor. I'm telling you, the person is doing his best. When you start doing something, you notice that Charlie is not easy after all. Together, to have three people to follow you come to church, you notice that Charlie. So when you see a pastor, who raises a song and the song is here and the key is here? You remember that, Charlie? It has happened to me before. <laughs> Let me be quiet. But when you are doing nothing, you have all the time to see the, the, yeah, the flaws and the faults. Are you there? So everyone here, you need to have at least 12 people following you. Oh, I did not hear a lot of amen. Don't ask your pastor, I'm waiting for the day you commission me. You are commissioned. In the mighty name of Jesus. 
you are commissioned today. Every single day, have at least 12 people. If you don't have anybody that has come to God because of you, begin to pray about it. Begin to pray about it. Lord, how can I be a Christian? There's no one. There's no one going to heaven because of me. It is not a good sign. Give me somebody. And you see, when you have people who depend on you, they are asking you the quiet time. They call you and ask you, where is this scripture? You see that you will begin. What is the meaning of this? It helps you to develop. Amen. Amen. So, our sister is saying to, it's been, she's been praying for some time. She should also go and exercise. <laughs> Amen. Okay. But today we want to continue with our uh, feeding 527. We've been talking about why non-Titus become poor and why or how Titan Christians can be rich. Is that not it? And today is the last uh, bit of it. So let's try and finish it. And God will bless us. Amen. Okay. Do you have the book? Where is your book? Okay. Everybody? Okay. So we began by talking about what? Reasons why some people do not pay tight. Reasons why some people do not pay tight. And one of the things you need to understand is when we speak about tithing and all that, it's a prosperity message. You must want to hear more about tithing. You must want to hear more about seeding, tithing, uh, things that you understand. That is the only way God has chosen to bless us. It said, give, and it shall be given back unto you, pressed down, shaking together, running over. I will cause men to give back unto your bosom. Hallelujah. And the simplest definition of prosperity, okay, is to do something, to sow a seed. And instead of having a normal harvest, God causes you to have an abnormal harvest. So when you sow a grain of wheat, and you're expecting a harvest of a handful, you go and you need 10 bucks. How many understand what I'm talking about? Yeah, the, the harvest becomes more than you have expected. That is, God blesses something. God always needs something to work with. God needs something to work with. So if you don't do anything, it's difficult for God to bless what you are doing. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. When he called Moses, he asked him, what is it that is in your hand? You can touch what is in your hand. You need to do something. You cannot just sit down and expect that the blessing will fall from heaven. Bible says, faith without works is dead. Your faith that God will bless you and God will prosper you and you will be well must cause you to make a move. Hallelujah. Yeah, and the move that you make, God is going to bless it. Amen. Amen. Okay. So when we talk about non-Titus becoming poor and how Titus becoming rich, it is the secret of prosperity. That is why, I mean, there are fantastic things that I would have loved to share with you. You see the legendary wealth of the Jews. Why the Jews have become. The poorest of a Jew is the one who is limited to pay 10%. Tight, the 10% is for the poorest of the Jews. Yeah. 
You may think that that's no. If you don't have money, that is the least you can do. They give ten percent. They are, I mean, the the foundation of giving. They know that giving is the only way to receive. Giving is the only way to be blessed. So as part, even the poorest of them give ten percent. If you, you don't have money, you are a destitute, you are struggling. They do temper easily. But when you see the normal people, some give more than you can imagine. Some give 20, some give 10, some give 50. Every year, the Jews in America send to uh, uh, Israel more than 5 billion US dollars. Yeah, they are, they are to their rabbi, to their synagogue and the bride, more than five billion US dollars. They just give to the nation of Israel. They are giving and giving. And you see, when you look at the other, uh, Danida, Jaika, and the donor funding, see, the whole year they have budgeted uh, uh, two million. U.S. dollars for the whole African nation. They say the people are helping. Some group, a little country like Israel, they have $5 billion as donation. Every year, $5 billion or more. It's what they do. That's why you watch everywhere. Everywhere. Can I have the Titan book? Where is it? There's a, there's, we, we speak about the legendary wealth of the Jews. You begin to see that everywhere, everywhere you go, you ask, where, where are the Jews staying? So their blessing is embedded in their culture. What they do causes them to be blessed. In South Africa here, Jews are on top. Do you know that wealth is for the Jews? wealth Yeah. Palm gold. You, you hear the name, you will begin to know that they are Jewish. Yeah, Baltimore. They have homes. When you go to uh, uh, Greenpoint and Sea Point, so many of the things that they be, it belongs to them. And the amazing thing is that you will not see them selling their property, making an advert. They have a society within. So if a Jew wants to sell something, he tells his friend. They don't use the open market. Yeah. We were once trying to buy a property from one, and the man became my friend. Oh, I really learned a lot. He learned, I, I mean, when I go to him, he will be pointing to me. Uh, this property is being sold. I so there's no for sale. So then he will show me. He belongs to this person. He showed me so many places. And there was a property in... Uh, a school in Greenpoint that w- were being sold. They bought it 160 million and they broke it down to build an old age home. Yeah. And you can't understand. You can't understand. They are, I mean, if I begin to mention it, you be, they have so many businesses, companies, they are, they are all belong to them. 
wherever they are, they are in the top class. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So they know something and God has shown them something. They give freely. That's the secret of their prosperity. Are you here or you've gone? I wanted to show you something. The When you read chapter 11 of the book, it talks about the legendary wealth of Jews. Look at this. Nine facts about the wealth of Jews. The percentage of Jewish household with income greater than 50,000 US dollars is double than that of non-Jews. Do you understand? These are facts that you, you see about Jews, that the percentage of Jewish household, okay, Jewish household who have income, okay, more than 50,000 is double that of non-Jews. And Jews are very small. Nobody, the people who earn more than 50,000 is double than any kind of people. Number two, the percentage of Jewish household with income less than 20,000 is half that of non-Jews. It's like the people, the Jews who earn less than 20,000 is less than any group. Only few people earn that amount of money. Three, Jewish advantage, the Jewish advantage in economic status persists to the present day. It remains higher than that of whites, white uh, Protestants and Catholics, even among the household of similar age and composition and location. So Jewish have remained richer and they continue even to this present age. Are you there? Number four, 45% of the top 40 of the Forbes 400 richest Americans are Jewish. Okay, so there's this uh, rating by a company called the Forbes. They always publish the 400 richest people in the world. And 45%, okay, 45% of the top 40. Do you understand? So when we say 400 richest people, okay, 400 richest people, the the cream at the top. If we say 50%, 50% will be 200. So 45 will be hot. What is 45%? Okay. But now we are saying that the 45% of the 40. 50% of 40 is what? 20. Yeah, so 45% of 40 will be maybe 19 or 18. Calculate it if you have What is 45% of 18? Yeah. 45% of 40 is 18. So when we take the top 400, okay, richest people in the world, the top 40, 45% of them are Jews. And these people are less than, if the whole, including the Jews everywhere, they are, le- they are not, they are about 0.001% of the world's population. 
they are not even 1%. How can 45% of people who are not even up to 1% be in the top of the whole world's richest people? If you want to find, you can find out inventors. More than 80% of the world's inventors are Jews. Inventors of everything. They invented money, they invented bank, Facebook belongs to them. Everything, we, the money. <laughs> and you begin to wonder, how come? Yeah, even the banks, the banks, Jews, the only two professions Jews want to be is either they are doctors or lawyers. Yeah, this, a Jew is a lawyer. <laughs> if he's not a lawyer, he's a doctor or a psychologist. And what the, I'm telling you. And, and you see, you begin to find, I'm, that's what I'm talking about, the legendary wealth. That's not what I'm, I'm talking still about why some people don't pay tithe. But I'm showing you that the, as we end, the legendary wealth, wealth that cannot be spent. And when I went closer, I noticed that all of them, they don't even put their money in their name. All of them have trust. All of them, they always have trust. So it's like the money is in the family. When you are buying something, you pay into a trust. The son will come and sign. The uh, mother is there. This one. Uh, so the money is all generation continues like that. And they understand business. They give like nobody. And they are so blessed. How can 45% of the top 40 hmm, they are Jews? So if we are talking about the most richest 18, they are all Jews before we begin to think about in fact the whole population of uh, the Jews is not even up to the size of, like if we talk about it in terms of South Africa, the whole Jew populace is less than, let's say, the Zulus. The whole world, that's what we are talking about. And you think about it, that in the whole world, 45 or 40 18 of the whole, they are from one place. And that is just the top. By the top, the rest, it will flow like that. And if we are saying that, let's say, there are 4 million, we are saying that the number of people who earn more than 50,000 is twice more than any group. And the people who le- I mean, earn less than 20, they are less than any other group. It's like they belong to. So there's something. And one of the things you notice is that foundation of giving, tithing, is one that they don't, even the poorest, believe in. Number five, one third of American multi-millionaires are tallied as Jews. Do you understand? When we say one third, America has a lot of millionaires. A lot. America, you know, we have the indigenous, we have those American, Japanese, we have so many Americans. 
but one third of the millionaires in the U.S. they are all Jews. Think about it. Six. Twenty percent of professors at leading universities are Jews. Twenty percent. Like every one in five professors is a Jew. One. If you take five professors in any university, one, two, three, the fifth person, the rest should be shared among all the rest of them. <laughs> Number seven, forty percent of partners in leading law firms in New York and Washington are Jews. Forty percent. Eight. Twenty percent of American Nobel Prize winners in science and 25% of all American Nobel Prize winners are Jews. Inventors. And nine. Dr. Thomas Sowell, an African-American economist and senior fellow at the Hoover Institute, created a point scale index that graphed economic success compared with that of other ethnic groups. The ethnic household income within the United States. So you see the index over here. Okay? So when you take the average, the average or American to be 100, if you take that the average American Anna is 100, the Jew the Jewish is 172. They are at the top, followed by the Japanese, 132. That's 40 difference. Are you there? Like that, the average American who is doing well, a rich person, if we, we say that he is at 100, the Jew is at 172, above the average. The next person will be a Japanese. 132. And followed by Japanese is the Polish. 115. Then the Chinese. 112. Then the Italian. 112. And Germans. 107. And the Anglo-Saxon, that is the English people. 107 also. The Irish. 103. Then the Filipino comes below the average, 99. Then the West Indian follows with 94. Then the Mexican, who crosses the border to come to the US, they are at 76, below average, because the average is 100. Then from the Mexican, they come to Puerto Ricans at 63. And the black American, is at 32. Oh! It, it is very sad. It's very, very sad. And the Native American is 60. How many want to come out of such a grouping? How does the Jew get to be at the top? 172 is above average. It's above average. And you see that the foundation of giving and their understanding of sowing and reaping, the loss of harvesting, the, the, they have, I mean, laws that 
you cannot even understand that to give is a blessing. Hallelujah. What Jesus also said. Paul uh, echoed it. How Jesus said, it is more blessing to give than to receive. Hallelujah. So having said this, let's continue. So that I want you to come out so that you can join the, uh, the Jewish group. Because we are of the commonwealth of faith with the Jews. So you can all be just singing, Abraham blessings are mine. Abraham blessings are mine. I am blessed in the morning. I am blessed in the evening. Abraham blessings. It's good to sing it, but we want to feel it. Abraham blessings are mine. Abraham blessings are mine. I am blessed in the morning. I am blessed in the evening. Abraham blessings are It's good. It's good. But you notice that if you read the Bible, you can see that there was always giving. Abraham gave up till he had to give his only son, Isaac. Giving. Yeah. And the Bible said that when he saw a visitor, he made haste. The day that the angels were coming to burn Sodom and Gomorrah, the Bible said he made haste and entertained visitors. He said, no, my Lord, you cannot go. Let me quickly do something. Let me do something. They are always, they are always finding ways to give because they understand the foundation of giving. Amen. Amen. You need to understand this. Blessings of giving. It is more blessed in Acts chapter uh, what, 25 verse number 30. Is that not what the Bible says? How Jesus said it is more blessed to give than to receive. Hallelujah. So when somebody calls you and gives you, who, who should I call? Should I call you? Okay. Yvette, come. Where's your husband? Sam, come, come. Come with some money. Come and give your wife. Please don't give it back to him after the church. How much money do you have? Please come. Yvette, come quickly, quickly. Chris, you also want to give some to Yvette, uh, Yvonne. <laughs> How he said, what is the scripture? I have shown you all things. How that so laboring ye ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus. How he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. How much can you give? You want to do your wallet? How much do you want to give her? Fifteen thousand. Fifteen thousand. Fifteen thousand. Do the he wallet. You see how you are shouting? Yeah. Listen to this. I'm showing you how. How he said it is more blessed to what give. 
and than to receive. Do you, can I have a microphone? Do you feel blessed? I feel too blessed. You feel too blessed. So, some stand here. He's doing the transfer as we are talking. Some people are praying that I should call them. But listen to this. Listen to this before you. Do you, do you feel blessed? Yes, Bishop. Are you happy? Yes, Bishop. This is about thousand US dollars. You've got thousand US dollars. Are you happy? Are you blessed? Can you imagine things that you are going to do? I have not even begun to imagine yet. Come again. I have not started imagining yet. But listen to this. Listen to this. If you are feeling this blessed, the one who has received, Jesus said, it is more blessed to give. So the giver is more blessed. If the one who has received 15,000 is so blessed and is happy, how much more the one who gave it? Not that he has more in the account. No. Not that. That's not what the Bible says. That if you, if you ever allow the one who has received money to feel more blessed than you, then you don't even understand giving. It is more blessing. It is more blessed to give than to receive. So in the realm of the spirit, she can, it is not possible for whatever she has received and how she is feeling blessed. The husband is far more blessed than she can understand. But many people don't understand. That's why you have positioned yourself as a permanent receiver. Because you don't understand the blessings of giving. You don't understand. If you can give somebody a thousand and the person is happy, how much more you who gave the thousand? Because it is more blessed to give than to receive. And the one who has received the 15, she says she is blessed. She cannot even uh, start imagining. How much more the one? Meanwhile, it is more blessed to give than to receive. So if the receiver is blessed, I said if the receiver is blessed, how much more the giver? May the blessings of giving come over you. You see, what you don't know does not affect you. Because you did not know that it is more blessing. Or even maybe you know it, but you've not understood it. That is why you give. But the blessings of giving have not acted on your giving. From today, may your giving be a blessing to you. I said, may your giving be a blessing to you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. May it is never possible that the one who has received the 15,000 will be more blessed than the giver. Whatever it means and whatever it is, the giver of the 15,000 is more blessed than the receiver. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. In its total sense, whatever you want to think, that is the word of the Lord. That cannot be broken. That cannot change. It cannot, I think, open the windows. The doors. I'm feeling blessed. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Oh, may you always look for somebody to be a blessing to the person. May you, may the blessing of giving be your portion. 
you are, it is more blessed to give than to receive. It is more blessed to give than to receive. It is more blessed to give than to receive. It is more blessed to give than to receive. And these are not the words of Judas. Say, how? And to remember the words of the Lord Jesus. How he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. This is the words of Jesus to you. It is more, it is more blessed. There is a blessing in giving than receiving. May the truth and the revelation in this world come over your life. May you know the blessing that come over givers. Ah, Mahata and Sante. You know, the joy, the happiness, the excitement of those who receive can never be compared to what the givers receive. But many people have given and they did not even know the blessings of giving. So they gave and they were rather in pain now. They gave and because he did not know it, because he did not know it, it did not not profit you. Because you did not give. But the Bible says that they received the word. What scripture is that? Find it. They received the word, but it did not profit them because they did not mix it with faith. They did not mix. Why are you giving? I give because it is more blessing. When you, you mix your giving with faith and you know why you are giving, the blessedness, the, the, the abundance and the grace and the things that must come over you as a giver comes over your life. Comes over your life. Sam, may you be blessed. Be blessed. Whatever blessing that your wife has received by receiving, it cannot be compared to the blessing that comes to the giver. If the one, the receiver is dancing and say, yeah, I am blessed in the morning, I am blessed in the evening. Abraham, you are so blessed because you, your blessing is more than the one who is receiving. And the receiver is throwing a party. What should the giver do? You need to have this knowledge, this understanding. You need to miss it. Hallelujah. Never give as though you are dashing away. No. Know that it is more blessed to give than it is more blessed to give than tell somebody I am blessed giving. I am blessed giving. I am a blessed giver. I give in the morning. I give in the evening. I am always giving. That is why I am so blessed. The blessings of giving, according to the word of God, is my portion. The blessings of giving, the blessings of giving, is my portion. I am a blessed giver. It is more blessed to give than to receive. I receive and I experience the blessings of giving in the name of Jesus. Look at those who gave. The one who gave his only son was more, he became more than you can imagine. The lady who broke her alabaster box became more. The one who gave his tomb for Jesus to be buried in. Joseph Arimathea, after now we know, it's more blessed to give than Don't position yourself as a permanent receiver. 
No, 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 no. Be a giver. I said be a giver. Amen. That is the secret of the legendary wealth of the Jews. And it's coming over you in the Amen. name of Jesus. I said it's coming over you in the name Amen. of Jesus. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them. Not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. So we preach the same scripture. We preach the same scripture concerning tithing, offering. Others believed, but they did not mix it with faith. Bible says it did not profit them. May your giving profit you. Amen. From today, you shall not go down after giving. Amen. It is not scriptural for you to give and be poor. May the blessings of giving be your portion. I prophesy the blessings of giving. I prophesy the blessings of giving. Let the blessing and the, and the giving blessing come over you. In the name of Jesus. Remember the words of the Lord. How that he said. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Whatever this scripture means. May you receive the blessings of giving. May people help you to count your money. In the name of Jesus. Put your hands together for me. Amen. The blessings of giving. The wife is blessed. But what you don't know is that the one who has given is more blessed than you. It's more blessed than you. Hallelujah. Are you there? Quickly, as we close, let me recount some few reasons why people don't pay their tithe. I'm trying. So, I don't know which number we are. The reasons why people don't pay their tithes. Number one is that they don't know about it. And number two, they don't believe in tithing. Number three, they suffer from selective obedience. And number four, they think that tithing is for the Old Testament believers and does not apply to them. Number five. They believe the word, but they don't trust their pastors. Number six. They don't pay their tithe because they don't respect God. Number seven. People don't pay their tithe because they are greedy. Number eight. Again, they are baby Christians. They are baby Christians. Babies don't contribute to anything. Is that not it? Yeah, and you need to know anyone who is not able to pay the tithe is immature in the spirit. That's one of the cardinal ways to see who is matured and who is not. Number nine. They don't care about the existence of the church, whether the church exists or not. Number 10. Okay. So quickly, before we go. Number, is it number 10 or 11? Okay, number 10. Number 10. 
People don't pay tithes because they think that they earn too little to pay their tithes. How many when you get 10 rand, you want to pay the one rand as tithe? So this is too little. <laughs> we saw it in the case of the, uh, uh, the widow. He said, I have just a little flour. I have just a little. I'm eating and after that I will die. So one of the reasons why people don't pay their tithe, they think that even when they pay, it will not make any impression. It will not. You, you get it. It is as good as nothing. But tight is never the amount. It's the principle. If God gives you nothing, you give him nothing. If God gives you something, you give the tent. Hallelujah. Another reason why people don't pay their tight is they, they think they earn too much. They earn too much. You remember the rich man who came to Jesus? And Jesus said, Go ahead and sell your things and come and follow me. Bible said that he went away sorrowful because of the great possession he had. So people also don't give because they have too much. People say that I earn too much. I earn in dollars. Do you know my tithe? My tithe is a lot. Too. My, my tithe is a lot. It can do a lot. So they don't pay. And another group say my tithe is little. It cannot do much. And they also don't pay. Hmm? And when the young man had heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possession. He had so much, he couldn't pay tithes. Because the tithe of 100 million was 10 million. And if you are not ready to part away with 10 million, then it means you are not ready for 100 million. If you are struggling with 100 rand out of the 1,000 that you have received, how can you pay 10 million when it is 100 million? Hello? Is it not easier to part with 100 out of 1,000? It should be easy. Yeah, I think that the answer is it should be easy because you don't pay it. It should be easy. But if you cannot give 100 away out of the 1,000, then how do you give 10,000 out of 100,000? Yeah. One day, a certain brother, he was praying that God would bless him with 10,000. And as he was moving around, he chanced upon the money. And when he counted, it was 9,000. They said, hey, God. You did not wait for me to give you your tithe. You have taken it from source. He made a sign and said, Hey, God, you should have waited for me to give you the tithe. Now you have taken the tithe from source. You eat okay. Some people, that is how they behave. When they get the man, they say, God has taken the tithe from source. Are you here? The other reason why people don't pay tithes is that people don't pay tithes because they think they are being cheated. 
In Matthew chapter 25, when you read from verse number 24, Bible says, and he that has received the one talent came. Matthew chapter 25. You know the story of the three guys who had the talent. The one who had one. Bible says that he dug the ground and buried the talent. And he said, look, here is what you had. Take it. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strolled. And I was afraid, and I went and dig. I went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there that thou hast is thine. Okay, 26. And the Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knowest that I reap where I have, I sowed not, and gather where I have not strolled. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchanges, and then at my coming, I should have received mine, my own with usury. So, the other reason why people think that they are being cheated. How many, before you started paying, you were thinking that you are the one who is working hard? <laughs> you are working hard, should I pay tight? Yeah. Do you know how the tight? Yeah, I have sweated at work, working 12-hour shifts, 10-hour shifts. You see, but sometimes what people don't know or people refuse to, how did you come to be where you are? The talent that you are using. Do you know that there are friends who learn but they cannot? How did you come to have your mind? How did you come to have your beauty? How? What you have? What, who gave you? Don't feel cheated. It is very, very unfortunate for you to feel cheated when you don't even know who gave you your mentality or the ability to do what you can do. You are that smart. You are that beautiful. You are handsome. Who made you this way? That's why he said that he gave him one talent. The one talent can even just be the gift of life. Who has kept you? You see, you, people don't think deep, so they begin to feel that I'm being cheated. Some of your friends who were better than you in school, they are still not working. They used to teach you the things they know it better than you do, they are still not working. How come you are working? You cannot, you see, there's nothing that should let you think that you are the one who gets work and you are the one who this. It's by the grace of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God has caused you to be chosen. He's opened a door for you. And all he's asking you is to honor his name, respect him as God. And sometimes people feel that they are cheated. So people don't pay tight because they cannot see the hand of God. They cannot, they don't think deep and they cannot see that God has been at work all this time. The fact that you, your breast is not cancerous. Yeah. The fact that you can even conceive your children. The father, you are saying, so, and, oh, sometimes I just think about it. how do people go mad? 
it is very difficult because you cannot change how you are thinking. There is nothing to set your mind. And how somebody is thinking, we say that no, the person is not thinking or is mad. But it, how did he come to be there? And sometimes there are people that you yourself, you know that this guy is slow. See, after they have cracked the joke and people have laughed and this, we are going to the next joke, then that's when they started. <laughs> that's, ah, what is, it is now that they have understood the processor. The processor is like Pentium 1. The processor is like Pentium 2. It takes time. You can do math. You can do science. You can do... Why are some people not able to do? Some are even struggling with math leads. The financial math is disturbing them. When they hear markup and margin, they say, oh, what is happening over here? You are doing the X, the Y. You are integrating and you are differentiating. When you read the question, you know the answer. Who has made you this way? The same teacher or lecturer was teaching the two of you. You understood. He did not. Who has made you different? Don't ever feel cheated. You are rather cheating. You are rather cheating if you don't do what God wants you to do. The next reason why people don't pay tithes. Can I continue? We are ending. They don't care. They don't care whether you have good pastors or not. Or whether there will even be pastors. Now, now, every, why do you think that everybody wants to be a doctor, a lawyer, engineer? Everybody wants a good pay. If I called you that become a, a pastor, you see what your mother will do to you. Because sometimes, you know, in the olden days, and even still, some people think that to be a pastor, if you cannot do maths and your English is not working, do you understand? And you cannot think straight, then they say, Charlie, let me go and be a pastor. <laughs> oh, yeah. How many know some people who became pastor like this? Like, I can't do science, art is too difficult, and maths, I cannot, if I read, it doesn't work. So let me go and be a pastor. Because God can use everyone. <laughs> God is a specialist in using things that doesn't work. Because the Bible says he, 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 he will confound the wise. Do you, do you understand? That the foolishness of God is wiser than the man. And the weakness of God is stronger than man. So even though I am foolish, when God stands by me, I will be wiser. So, it is true. It is true. But so true is also that when you are, if God stands by a, a foolish person, the foolish person becomes wiser. How much more God standing by a wise person? I said, how much more God standing by a wise person? If you had first class upper, it does not mean you are too good to be used by God. It's like, you look, as the result come and people get uh, what do you call 12 eight distinctions 
seven distinctions. It's like, wow. The first question they will be asking, are you going to do uh, medicine or whatever? It's like nobody even said, are you going to be a pastor? Seven uh, distinctions. You see, you are laughing. Yes, you are, because it's like, why do, why do an intelligent person become a pastor? Yeah, yeah. That is why many people, you don't care who is becoming, but if the place of pastors is reserved, pastors are not criticized, and pastors are honored, and people like you, first class, who also want to be pastors. Is it any wonder that pastors are causing people to chew snake and sw- uh, drink uh, petrol and all that. Because you don't care who becomes a pastor. I'm trying. You don't care who becomes a pastor. That's why you don't pay your tithe. So that honorable, intelligent people who can be working at the bank, who can be doing medicine, who can be engineers, can also say that. It doesn't matter. We'll go and serve God. Because when they come and serve God, people will say, oh, it's like some, some bad thing has happened to me. Some of you, you look at me and you have, it's like, oh, he's nice, but he's a pastor. Oh. It's like, yeah, that's the lot of a pastor. Because a pastor will eat only when you have finished eating and you remember and you pay your tithe. So will you want your son or your daughter to say that I'm going to be a pastor? What about if the person forgets to pay his tithe or her tithe? What will happen to? Hmm? What will happen? Well, if the person forgets to calculate the tithe properly. And I want to find out how many of you truly want to be pastors. Missionary, you want to tell I don't want to even, even the humility to know that if you are eating, it's because somebody has given an offering. Meanwhile, it's not like you are not, you are idiots. It's not like you are idiots. You are intelligent. You, you are better. You can do whatever they are doing. It's humbling. Yeah. That's why if you're a lady, you, you, you may easily not want to marry a pastor. A pastor. The church is quiet. Too. Yeah. So all these years that you've not been paying your tithes, have you wondered? So how does he come to church? How does he eat? And he also has children. Some people are marking, watching the wife. What does the wife wear? Meanwhile, you don't pay your tithe. And you have the audacity even to think about it in your head. Ah, maybe the wife should have won this. Meanwhile, you don't pay your, your tithe. No, you, you think about it. That if I was waiting for your tithe, which I'm waiting for, before I can no 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 because you must eat which I'm waiting for even you 
have received the money, but to calculate it and pay, you are waiting. I don't know why you are waiting. I don't know why. And you know that if you have not paid, it means that the pastor cannot eat. So why should intelligent people who can work for the UN, who has been to school, who, who are comfortable in doing what, why should they stop what they are doing and come and pastor you? When you don't care whether the pastor will eat, whether he will have something nice to wear, whether he will be able to take care of himself, let alone to take care of his wife and think of whether he will even have children. Just in case the people don't take care. That's why you wouldn't want to be a pastor. That's why the idea, you know you are caught, but the idea of becoming a pastor is, is, is not entertained. Yeah. And when you look at our church, we don't, we don't use like true ones and people useless like you couldn't do much. No. We can see in our church, every pastor is either a doctor, a lawyer, engineer. Because the best must serve God. Amen. When an engineer makes a mistake, a car may have an accident. But when a pastor makes a mistake, somebody will go to hell. So if you think you are intelligent, I will advise you consider pastoring. If you really think you are intelligent, try pastoring. You notice that? Because people have problems that normal people cannot solve. People have problems that you need higher intelligence for God to help you to solve problems of people. So if you don't help the people who, you you don't allow intelligent people to follow this calling, you let useless people who cannot analyze. They are the ones who are going to be pastoring your children. They are going to be advising your children. You notice that homes will be broken. You hear pastors are sleeping with people's children. Pastors are, yeah, it's the type of pastor. You don't pay your tithe for a godly, honest person who is designed to pastor your children. You have all sorts of people in the church. So anytime you are not paying your tithe, and even when we are taking offering, it's like they are removing your tooth. It's like it's it's a tooth extraction without anesthesia. Nahamia. Nahamia. Am I preaching? Unbelievers who have not been to school will be driving bands. You see a pastor driving one, say, ah, it's a charlatan, it's a thief. Nehemiah chapter 13, verse number 10. Can somebody read? Nehemiah chapter 13, verse number 10. Who is reading? Please, quickly, we are closing. Nehemiah chapter 13, verse number 10. And I perceived that the portions of the Levites... This is Nehemiah when he came to build the temple of the... He said, and I perceived hmm, that the portion... Continue. And I perceived that the portions of the Levites had not been given them. The Levites were like the shepherds and the pastors. He perceived that the portion that they should be given has not been given to them. Mm-hmm. 
For the Levites and the singers that did their work were fled, everyone to his field. Everyone to his field. Everyone to his uh, Look. Everyone. It's not like they're, they're singers. We need a, a certain kind of singers and shepherd Levites. So as I'm here preaching, if I'm working, as I, an IT consultant or financial director, as I'm here, I have a call. I need to go. Yesterday, I was at work, so I will be tired. I will not even prepare to come. You notice that. You notice that there were no certain caliber of people, Levites and singers. The singing ministry was not working. Things were not a certain way. There were no full-timers. They said, I perceive that. The portion, there's no money. They are not paying the Levites and the people, intelligent people to do the work. And what happened? They have fled. Yeah, we can all run away. We can look for a job. I have business ideas that I can give you and it will work, I'm telling you. Those who are around me, they can tell you. There are business models. There are things that sometimes I become afraid of even my ideas. Because you need to contain yourself. Before you notice, you have become a, a, a money getter. You have stopped looking for souls and you want to get money. Because when you see people struggling and people not paying their tithe and there's the need, you want to leave the source and go. You want to flee. They have fled everyone to his field. If you care to know, I trained. I did not do science and along the way I thought that accounting would be. No, from day one, I read and studied accounting. You know, some people do course and they change. No, I, I started with accounting to the master's level, if you care to know. Yeah, master's not from uh, here, but from the UK. University of Wales. Yeah. I went to do my master's in finance. Not, not, not masters that you can buy on, on the net. You know these days there are things you can... Online masters. Online masters that you don't do anything you buy. No, this one. Yeah. I, I will be very comfortable like fish in water. Put me behind the desk. Let's compute the accounting ratios and the derivatives that you notice that. that we can talk about efficient market hypothesis. Yeah. We can, we can. If you've done finance, come along. Yeah. What is the efficient market hypothesis? How does the derivatives, do you know what is option? Do you know what is hedge? Yeah. You need to go to your notes. We can, we can come. I can, I can flee to my field. When you come, so the, the financial director is coming. Yeah. It's like, yeah, hey, 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 the financial director is coming. The financial director is coming. It was nice. My wife can tell you when I used to work at the hospital. When you come, she comes to my office. Very cold. 
very, very cold. If you, you wear a jacket to be there, I'm comfortable there. I give her a seat to sit, and I'll be in my seat, and I'll be talking. My beloved has visited me. I'll be behind a big table, and the place will be chilling. And I'll send to buy either yogurt or chocolate and uh, some biscuit. Oh, you just, I'm, I'm at the level I, I could have a visitor in my office. You do you even have office at now at your age. So you're you're not paying your tithe is making us take a decision. That is what what that was I'm driving at. That we have been thinking of going into our field because I perceive that the portion the portion has not been given. So we've been thinking. That if first degree holders, if national uh, diploma holders in accountancy, in taxation and audits are making 35 and 45 and they are earning, how much more? Yeah, masters with more than 10 years experience in finance. Even the 10 years experience can uh, pay something. They are looking for three years experience, two years experience. Even Bob, no rank, no experience, you, you are doing well. How much more? Masters with 10 years experience. You, you can see. So maybe when you come one day, so pastor is working, he's coming from the bank, then you begin to say that, wow. See, that are, these are the things that men value. So your inability to pay tight causes proper, proper anointed men who should be in the ministry to flee to others, to do other things. Are you here? Yeah. You know, when Bishop Crucio came here, he said something that I've been thinking about. He said, sometimes you have even money, but a certain kind of person, you can't have a certain caliber of person even to entrust something into the hands of the person. Yeah. To have somebody who is proper that you can give him something to keep. You notice that? It's difficult. So we need certain caliber of people that we can build a cathedral like this for. Do you understand? Yeah. The person should be able to pass math lit. The person should be able to read physics. It's a certain caliber of people. Amen. Amen. And when we don't pay our time, we let the Levites and the singers to, to flee. They have fled into their filth. I mean, there are people here, if you were paying proper tithe, they should be full-timers. Yeah. Sometimes you want something to be done, but a person is working, he needs to close at seven or eight before he can help. Or when you call that there's some emergency, you call, then my boss at the bank or at the distance, he cannot talk to you, he's very busy. Or at the, at the workplace, the, the phone will not come through until after six. So our inability to pay tight courses, proper, decent people to become flee. Are you here or you've gone home? 
Can I go on? I think that we need to end. We need to end. Other people don't pay tithes because they think that their money is being misused. You look at the plant, you say, is it my money that they are using? Meanwhile, you buy airtime, you buy credit, you buy different things, and they use your money to finance beauty pageants. And you are financed, you buy uh, what do you call it? Designer dresses. And you finance the gay uh, behaviors of other designers. That one, you don't say that your money is being misused. Because of your interest in designer wear, in perfume, because of that, there are people who have become lesbians and gay. And your money, whereas you buy, you finance their activity. Every designer, you go and watch how many designers are straight. You go and see. You are financing, but you come to church and you want to, well, what are they using our money for? I, today I was being told that the books that we, we give those who get born again is finished. What book? So I said, oh, don't we have somebody who will pay for the, this book so that somebody gets born again that we can bless the person? If a gay person writes a book, there are people who are ready to publish it. But we have a strong Christian. How you can become a strong Christian? Key facts. How to be born again and avoid hell. We have books that will let Christians become proper. We don't have anybody to finance that. I, I want to print thousand. I want to print thousand. So that when thousand people get born again, we know. That they would do. Can't we have somebody say, "Look, this is, this is so many thousands. If we can uh, print or we, we buy the books, hey, the church is quiet." The church doesn't have speakers. Somebody should get angry and buy it. We need a, a bigger screen over and somebody should get angry and do it. Amen. Amen. Somebody should get angry. I want people to do that. Don't rather be there and say that they are misusing our money. If we're mis- you see the kind of car will come, you see that a car is breathing. <laughs> you notice that a car the car is breathing. You notice that I am the MOG. I am the servant of the tetragrammaton. Are you here? Yeah. Because people also don't pay their tithe because said they want to punish the pastor. I said punish because they know that if they pay their tithe, it will result in the church doing well. And so whatever will uh, uh, cripple is like yeah. You are the one who are preaching, and you are preaching very hard. You won't pay so that you, you people don't. I say punishment. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. So if you don't pay your tithe, you've been punishing. That, that's the one of the... The last one, and we are out of here. People don't pay their tithe because they think that all pastors are common and thieves. Sometimes when you are taking the offering, people are standing there and calculating. Hey, a lot of people have got, you know. <laughs> people think that all pastors are thieves and con men. So we won't pay. We'll be here. We'll pay. Well, as we end, we are ending only to continue another time. But I will encourage you. I also pay my tithe. And in our church, if you know the church you belong to, even a pastor go, don't count the money, don't go, it's somebody's duty to do that. Are you here? Yeah. The money is counted by more than enough people. And they don't go to count the money with bags. And we seg them occasionally to find out whether they are stealing the money. Hey, it's very true. Come, hey, what, what do you have here? What? Yeah. <laughs> Just to make sure that your offering and your tithe is not going the wrong way. Hallelujah. Maybe the church that you have known or you used to go, when you give offering after the church, the offering goes to the wife of the pastor and they count and they put it in their car and they are gone. So as you have come here, you are watching. What? Relax, relax. Tell somebody, relax. Amen. And honestly, if you don't pay tight and you don't give off, you don't support what is going on here, you need to look at it. It's also a sign of ungratefulness. You are not grateful for what God has done for you and what you are part of. Just like the, the, the hen or the chicken, he eats and wipes the mouth in the floor. He not eating. Is erasing the trace of food on the beak. Have you seen chicken eating before? When they eat, they with the beak, they peck, they wipe it to remove every trace. Every trace that they have eaten. You come to church, you are here, but you move. You don't support. There's no trace that you are part of us. Our suffering, our pain, what, it doesn't affect you. But be part of it. Amen. Amen. One day, when we finished building here and we had not done the pavement, the, 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 the park, the car park, the paving were not there. One lady came. Hey, it wasn't easy for me. It wasn't easy. She came and showed me, said, Pastor, can you see what your church has done to me? I said, what? I said, my, my shoe. You see, there were gravel. So she was so angry that she came to church just to spot her shoes. Can you see? Can't you do? See? So I had to apologize. Yeah. <laughs> like I came to church only for your, your, your thing to spot my nice shoe. That's all I said. So we will do it. What a blessing. My wife is a trained teacher. She can teach you English and she can teach you French. And many others. But for the cause of the gospel, she's come here. She's not worked one day even for coming here. I'm telling you. 
So that's why you wouldn't want to be a pastor. I'm telling you. The church is becoming quiet again. I want you to have a desire. Every year, as we have doctors coming out, specialists, accountants, nurses, engineers, IT professionals, architects, there must also be pastors. 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 Proper pastors. Intelligent pastors. Who had first class? Who had first, who, who, could, who could do uh, physics? And who could do uh, uh, maths? Yeah, not only maths, literature, and history. We need people who can also do the work of God. Hallelujah. And you are the one I'm talking about. Let the culture change here. So that one day when your son said, I want to be a pastor, you will not be the person and tell him that you don't have a vision. So how can you say? How? After all these years, all this, you want to be a pastor, how? It's like, oh, can you see what has happened to my son or my daughter? She says she wants to be a pastor. Oh, no. But because of you, people want to be pastors. I said, people want to be lady pastors because they have seen that, wow, intelligent people can be pastors. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless you. May he lift his countenance upon you. Let it be well with you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. We hope you've been blessed by the word of God. Please worship with us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at LCI Megachurch, Lewisham Way, 79 Parklands Main Road, Cape Town, South Africa.